For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith, which comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, rightly divided here with power, authority, and conviction by Bishop Eddie Addy from the Macarius Church headquarters. This anointed teaching will challenge you, strengthen you, and equip you for a truly victorious life in the Lord. Be transformed as you listen. Give attention to my words. Oh, please keep clapping if you are ready. Ready for war. Ready to work. What a blessing. Thank you so much, Sophie. Paul was talking to the Corinthians and he said, For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. Next verse. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block and unto the Greeks foolishness. Now I don't know whether you are a Jew or a Greek. Whether you are looking for power or for wisdom. The next verse. But to them which are called both Jews and Greeks Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. Because when the Jews came to find Christ being crucified, they said, no, 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 this is not wisdom. The Greeks said, this is not wisdom. The Jews, this is not power. This is not what we are looking for. But I'm very glad that in the last few weeks, our prophet, our teacher, our shepherd, Bishop Eddie, has been teaching us about what really is the power. That loosing releases power. Suffering releases power Sacrificing releases power And dying releases power And I don't know but I want some more wisdom I want some more power to work the Christian life So if you are also ready to receive The power of God And the wisdom of God Stand to your feet, clap your hands Give the Lord a shout As we welcome our prophet Our pastor, our teacher, our shepherd Bishop Eddie Eddie May God continue to lift you up higher and higher in your life, in your ministry. May you fulfill your God-given purpose before it's your time to go. Live long and prosper. Live long and be advanced. For it is the Lord who advanced Moses and Aaron. May that same God advance you as you continue to serve him. Father, we thank you that the entrance of your word brings light and gives understanding to the simple. Today we pray for light in this dark world. Help us to walk in the light. We give you praise. Therefore, open our eyes to behold wondrous things. When the scriptures are opened, may our eyes not be veiled. Help us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Please be seated. You are all welcome. Sweet Melodies, Dofopa FM, Facebook, YouTube. It's a blessing to be in the house of God and to hear the engrafted word 
that is able to save us, build us up, and then give us an inheritance among those who are sanctified. Hallelujah. We have one of our dear um, treasures here, Bishop Eddie Boche. All the way from the Gambia. Very nice pastor. When you think of others, it's because of others that he is not here. So he was sitting right by me. Very nice pastor. Most of my church girls wanted a husband just like him. When I'm counseling and I say, what type of man do you want? It's like, oh, no, somebody like Bishop Ed, uh, Pastor Eddie, then Pastor, Pastor Eddie. Like he was the main target for marital choice. Hey, ideal husband. Because they see how he used to care for his children, carry them up and down. I mean, like some nice A1 husband. Hey. Charlie, if I get a husband like this, I'll be happy. And he's also tall, he's dark, he has a broad chest. These are the Mills and Boone. So many of the ladies will say, just like him, one like him, just one like him. But when we think of others, others need a shepherd just like him. Not only you. Even you have plenty. So it's like so plenty nice pastors that you don't even use them much. But there are others in the Gambia who also need a pastor who can talk to them, who can pray for them, who can preach to them, can preach. Hey, when I travel and I come, I'm always nervous because they tell me that hey, he, he preached past like very nice. Hey, me and I preach, I don't get such accolades and Fans, do you see? He said, hey, he preached very powerful. He said, hey, help me to preach also very nice so I can get such reviews. <laughs> no, but very nice. And we thank God that in the Gambia, a beautiful church continues to grow and to impact lives through his life. God bless you. Live long and prosper. How to pray. We are beginning our season of prayers. Today I want to, I don't know what the title is, but I think the title is more like a call to prayer or a call to a personal prayer life. Yeah. And um, I'm preaching from chapter one. If you are too busy to pray, then you are too busy. Let's open our Bibles to Daniel chapter 6. Now, Daniel chapter 5, if you remember, that was when Belteshazzar had, you know, was, had a party, they were drinking, they were being happy. Oh, you want me to come down quickly like that? Okay, no problem like to be near you also from time to time. <laughs> yes. 
if you are listening by Sweet Melodies or Dofupa FM, once in a while you should visit the church so that you don't just soak in the message and be blessed and be sending text messages, but you also experience live ones. So in Daniel, if you remember Belteshazzar, when they were eating and drinking, then he called for the goblets and other beautiful um, what do you call them glasses or that set is called what huh? people are not sure okay so he, the goblets and the things that were used for serving in God's temple he brought them and he started to drink from them you know, like sometimes, if you are in a house, an honorable house, the man of the house, the father of the house, must have a dedicated set of crockery. Okay. <laughs> you know, a dedicated set. So his plate should not be used commonly. Even where he sits, you don't sit there as for honor's sake. You know, some people in the house, everybody sits anywhere. By the time sometimes he comes, there's nowhere for him to sit. He has to go and grab a dining chair and come and sit down. It's, it's dishonorable. I want to tell, this one is just by the side. It's not a major point. So those of you who are going to church, listening to sweet melodies in your homes, you must honor and, and um, set aside, consecrate things for the man of the house, it, for his honor. It's good, though. It's very good, and it gives a message to the children that honor is an important thing to do so that you too, they can honor you. Because some people just, we are all human beings. We are all human beings. What is it? Ah, You see, that way of talking is a village in Kurasisem type of village type of talk. I'm not talking about that, but I'm just, it's coming in. So let me just chip it in. Chip it in as a small advice. Because there are some houses that you don't have any dedicated spoon, plates, um, cups, glasses. Like your glasses, there's no glass, like a special glass as a daddy's glass. My grandfather used to say, Ya, ya won't tumbla ubahami. Tumbla. Tumbla. I think the tumbla is. It's a, it's, a, it's a glass, it's a type of glasses with a type of handle, yeah. Yeah, I won't tumbler, tumbler, over me, tumbler. I mean, and used to say it, everybody knew that there was a tumbler that when it is called for, is his grandfather's way. And when it is there, you don't use it. Yeah. It's simple as that. Anyway, so this Belteshazzar, something that was dedicated to God and was specialized and specially set aside for God's use. In Jerusalem, when they overtook Jerusalem, they brought their things to their hometown and their country. And then they were having a party and they said, go and bring <laughs> those things that they used to serve in the God's house. Bring them, let's drink from them. Foolish boys and foolish girls from this Jerusalem, these golden uh, uh, 
things you have you have just preserved them for oh bring them ah human beings can you so they brought their things and they were drinking from the the glasses golden utensils that were given set apart for god dedicated and something that when they dedicated to god god himself came down in a cloud and the priest crowd couldn't stand to preach you are going to collect it and you are drinking from it anyway so and then they were praising their gods who gave them victory over the israelites and they were just happy and rejoicing <laughs> while he was drinking and in his drunken stupor he saw a small hand you know if you have watched adam's family there's children's cartoon i think they've even made a movie of it now uh, it's a one it's a hand like from here and it walks and it uh, does it talk to it talks okay it's a hand it's like it's a hand what is it called hand hey <laughs> okay so hand moves and it talks so they saw hand a hand like that not that one but <laughs> you may have thought that it was cartoon but it was a real something like a hand how can you see that time they have not developed cartoons yet he saw the thing writing in the plaster of the wall the plaster when you build the house you plaster it so the thing scraped through the plaster and wrote many many or paris same word so he, he was surprised what is this what is this writing what is this what's going on he didn't understand the writing no but the fact that a hand has appeared and is writing something the bible says his knees smote against each other like this it's like he knew that something was wrong there must be something wrong for a hand to just be moving in the plaster of a wall and writing things what is he saying call the magicians call the astrologers nobody could interpret then they brought daniel so that's chapter 5 then when they brought daniel the king had promised that if you interpret it he will give you what will he give you he will a scarlet robe and then they will give you uh no they'll make you this the, the the ruler a ruler in his government yeah you'll be rule over the government and then you'll be given a golden uh, chain or something around your neck <laughs> so when daniel did it they say he himself when daniel came and they listed the, the 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 reward he said look keep your reward i want to tell you what god is saying yeah god is saying that you have your kingdom has been measured it's like you have been measured weighed and found one thing yeah you have been weighed in the balance you know if it was some of us pastors i don't think we would have given the message well if sometimes we want to preach and we look at your faces we sort of mellow the message a bit because like it's too preaching no you know you don't want it to war people and some of you when preaching with us you don't come the next time but daniel said i will tell you because it's for your good and it's for the whatever good it is it's important for you to hear you are taking something that has been dedicated to God, you are drinking from it. Proud man. You don't remember what God did to your father, Nebuchadnezzar, and you are followed in his steps, proudly taking what belongs to God. He just died. Then his son, Darius, 
became the king. So when Darius came in chapter 6 verse 1, he implemented what his father had promised. So verse 1 says, It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 princes which should be over the whole kingdom. And over these, over these 120 princes, three presidents of whom Daniel was first, that the princes might give accounts unto them and the king should have no damage. So Daniel was really elevated based on this move that he made and interpreted a thing for the king. And they made him a prime minister, maybe like a prime minister, because the king was there, like maybe he's the president. I think in, in countries where they have a president, they have a prime minister, or where they have prime minister, there's a president to his hand also. Or sometimes it's only a prime minister. It depends, sometimes only a prime minister. We used to have a prime minister, Buzia, and we had a president, uh, Akufuado, the current president's father, I think it was. Yeah, the parliamentary type of system. Yeah. Prof, Prof, am I on the right track? Yes. yes. So in this particular government, there was a king, not a president, a king. And then he had three presidents. So maybe we'll call them the president and his three vice presidents. Do you understand? And Daniel was the first vice president. I don't know what post you have. But Daniel was the first president. And princes... Uh, 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 above the princes and then, then, that, then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes because an excellent spirit was in him and the king thought to set him over the whole realm hey I don't know what he himself would do it's like you deserve to be the ruler over the whole thing it's your scribe then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom but they could find none occasion nor fault for as much as he was faithful neither was there any error or fault found in him so they were trying to trap him i'm sure they tried bribery he didn't collect they tried over invoicing under invoicing he didn't work it didn't work they tried what else did they try inflation of contract he he bombed it out yeah they tried what? Forest. Forest concessions. He didn't. You people, you are some way who. <laughs> you are calling problems for me. I beg you, let me escape that one. <laughs> they tried women. Hey, they tried this type of voluptuous, nice slave queens. He didn't move one bit. Hey! Then said these men, so this 120 and the other two presidents, they said, look, we shall not find any occasion against this Daniel except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Are you getting the story? Or sometimes when, when, we, when I tell you the end of the thing, you don't get, well, most of you didn't go to Sunday school. And some of you listening on Sweet Melodies, one uncle Sunday school, Papa, and you don't know the story we are talking about. And then when they sent you to Sunday school too, you run away and go and find food to eat in the area. When the church closes, then you come back and tell your father that you went to Sunday school. So, this is how it happened. So they came together and they plotted to find something against him concerning his God. 
So the presidents and princes assembled together to the king and said unto the king, King Darius, live forever. This type of fanfu praises. All the presidents of the, of the kingdom, the governors, the princes, the counselors, the captains have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for 30 days save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. Daniel in the lion's den. This is the story. <laughs> so now, O king, establish the decree. So make a law that anybody who prays to another God apart from you, that person must be thrown to the lions. So establish the decree and sign the writing. They tricked him that it be not changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Wherefore, King Darius signed the writing and the decree. Verse 10 is the blue man arrival. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. NIV, NIV, so that this aforetime is not so clear to some people. NIV, please, NIV. So when David, uh, Daniel had learned that the decree was published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened toward Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God just as he had done before. Yeah. New Living Translation. Father, let New Living Translation appear on this screen in the name of v- beautiful, beautiful, it has come. He prayed three times a day just as he had always done giving thanks to his God. Yeah. He was a president. He was highly rated. He was a, a bourgeoisie. He had servants. He had. He was blessed. He had a house. He had upstairs, even downstairs and upstairs. Do you see? I, I, I don't know. Then in those days, too, he would have the best gadgets of those days. So if it was today, what would be the gadgets that he would have? iPhone. iPhone. <laughs> iPad. You people, you don't know anything. You are just here. No, I want people who are powerful. Smart house. Yes, smart house. You clap, the lights go off. You clap, the lights come on. You say what? You whistle, then the door opens. Hey. You have Alexa. Alexa. Don't win. I just want to be where you are. Then I just want to be, starts playing in the atmosphere. What else will you get in a smart home? Eh? You get what? A what? Katanka TV. Ah. Katanka TV. I don't think he understands smart TV. No. 
Yeah. Somebody rings the bell downstairs, you just open it on your iPad. Yeah. 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 Use your iPad to see who is outside. Yeah. Yes. Use your iPad to turn on the heater, to turn on the air conditioning. Smart house. And yet, in the midst of that, this high elevation, the Bible says that three times a day he always prayed and he never changed. That means his change in status never changed his practice of prayer. His elevation didn't change his practice of prayer. His, 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 his fame didn't change his prayer life. Yes. Yes. His comfort and luxury did not change his prayer life. As it has changed many people who don't have much luxury even and don't have much comfort. But sometimes the small one that you get, hey, you don't have upstairs, you don't have downstairs. You, okay, you have downstairs, you don't have upstairs. And your downstairs cry is just hall and chamber. It's a type of basement. And yet, you can't pray. So let me start and give you some points because I, I don't want to go beyond what I've been given today. My timekeeper is watching me and I'm nervous. So the, what guided Daniel to be able to pray and maintain a personal prayer life? Not changing, not altering. What is it that helped this Daniel? Uh, what, what guided him? Do you understand? Oh, you don't get the message still. They don't get it. Give me base so that they will sound, I'll sound like a man. Yes. Principle number one. Daniel must have felt that number one, prayer is very important. Prayer is very important. Someone even said that it's probably more important to have, to know how to pray than to have a degree from the university. Yeah. There are many important things in life. Education may be a good education is important. Money is important. Marriage is important. A, a life partner is important. But I want you to understand that a good prayer life is also very, very, very important for your life. You must begin to... Ashes, are you in the church too? You uh, don't have a Bible, nothing. It's like the way you are sitting down, your hands are, are it's on your phone. Hey, modern, uh, modern Daniel's <laughs> smartphone, <laughs> smart Asha. Everybody must take, must accept and acknowledge prayer as a very important practice in your life. Tell your neighbor, prayer is very important. Personal prayer is very important. Number two. Principle number two. No one is ever too busy, comma, too blessed, comma, too endowed, comma, too elevated. Or too successful to pray. No one. From this top president of a country. And those days. 
Babylon was the top. It's like the USA of the world. Is that not so? So if you are like the United States of uh, America, and then you are the you are you are uh, uh, Darius was like Trump. Okay, <laughs> you yate. Darius was like Trump, and then his vice presidents, and one is so good that even wants that person to replace him. Do you see? And he never gave up prayer. Then I don't think anybody, whether you are a student, whether you are a worker, whether you are a wife, whether you are a husband, or you are a professor in a university, do you understand? Or you are a singer somewhere, none of us is too busy, too endowed, too blessed, too successful, too elevated to pray. Thank you. Because I can tell you that If you first of all Don't consider prayer as very important As soon as your status Changes prayer You don't consider You don't pray again But maybe Over here we should learn From our brother the Muslims Because for them None of them is so blessed Too blessed, too successful, too elevated Too whatever Wherever they are situated And whatever situation they are in It doesn't change their prayer times Then they pray five times a day And I want to institute some three Different hours of prayer for us Yes Do you see You find a Christian (laughs) He just bought a car. A cow. He's driving a car. Early in the morning, he wakes up to go and inspect the car to make sure that there are no scratches and everything around it. But will not pray. Yeah. You see, he's now married. As soon as he got married, no, he cannot pray again. You find Christians going up, being elevated to directorship, MP. Minister of this, minister of that They don't pray Unless They can see that their seat is hot And that somebody is trying To fight them Then they run, they come and look for Some people to pray for them They even pay people to pray Yeah, they have prophets And others that are paid To pray Yeah Are you there still or you've gone home? So brothers and sisters The point I'm making is that Nobody, no one Is too blessed Do you see Too Elevated Too endowed Too successful Do you see To pray Nobody And as a Christian It must enter your spirit Yes Nobody is too clever or too intelligent. It's like since you now pass your A level or O level or you've done some MBA or something, you are too. When I entered, I saw professor, a professor, Bob Henson. He's, he's lifting his hand. He's jumping like a small boy. As they were singing, uh, 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 and 
and he was jumping. He said, he jumping. It's not a dancing song. He's jumping, standing at one place like this. A professor. Now, Professor, what say? I didn't much say. Oh, then he he's vibrating, standing there, vibrating like that. I was so blessed by it. That's just the scene, just seeing a professor. It shows nobody is too blessed to be connected to God with emotions, with feeling. Now you are the director of your company. You say you are CEO. CEO, you don't even pray. When you come, you squeeze your face at everybody's like. What are you doing there? What are you doing there? Huh? I've told you not to be sitting there like that. Yes, boss. Chima, you're there. You are feeling good with yourself. Because now you are, you are elevated. You attend prayer meetings. When you had no job and you were nobody, you were always joining prayer meetings, going for all night, going for conventions. Today, when they call for convention, crowd that they, you, they will pray for you. <laughs> Reverend Steve gave, showed us a walk. A walk. <laughs> hey! Because you are too blessed. When you see Christian rich people, they don't pray. Hey! Just because your status has changed. So the point we are emphasizing is nobody hey, shake your neighbor's shoulder like this and say, Jack. I don't know if it's a girl. How do you say how do you call them? Jill or Jackie. Okay, Jackie or Jill. Jack and Jill. Jill. You are not too blessed. You are not too elevated. You are not too busy. You are not too successful. You are not too stressed. To pray. I don't think you will be as busy as a vice president of a country. You know, some of these people who are, you may think they they enjoy. I mean, some of them, I'm sure some enjoy. But many of them, even when they go for conferences, they don't, they don't, they don't see the town, the city. From, hotel, uh, from airport to hotel to conference room. Often the conference, the hotel is the same place where the conference is taking place or maybe just close by to the conference room, back to the hotel, back to the airport, back to Accra. They don't see anywhere. Busy. If, if you really want to work well. And yet a vice president, the topmost vice president, Somebody who is faithful, you can't fault him in anything. He doesn't collect bribe. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't uh, change uh, contract figures. He doesn't whatever. He doesn't under invoice over invoice. And yet, he still finds time three times a day. He's praying. 
Hey. How, how often do you pray? Some sprinkling of some small prayers be over your whatever in the morning be some the Lord bless me, bless me, Lord, thank you. Lord, it's powerful. As I go out, help me. Lord, it is well. In Jesus' name. Amen. Then you are off. It's like you are finished praying. Not more than five minutes. And I tell you that you can be a Christian for a long time. Eh? And for several months, years, you don't pray more than ten minutes in your life. Ten minutes. Like you kneel down or sit down or lie down and pray 10 minutes like when you you start praying is 9 10 then 9 20 you stop you you can't even pray for that long if you like check check your time of prayer you'll be surprised are you there still beautiful number three prayer is the source of our power and protection during the convention you know, I had already announced that I was going to start this series. And then when Reverend Steve Mensah began on the first day, he talked about why you must pray. I knew then that the Lord was speaking. I knew then that the Lord was speaking. And prayer eh, is your source of power and protection. Yes. That is why he never gave up prayer. You can take away even my status as a vice president, but leave me with my prayer life. Yes. Is that, is that how your mind is working? That's how your mind must work from today. Yes. Take away the job. That's why Yongicho used to say, he had four points for growing a church. One was administration, good administration. Prayer was one. Prayer and then good administration, cell system. And then the third one was what? The fourth one was what? Good preaching. So good preaching is one. Uh, prayer is one. Cell system, like bus center system, where the church is divided into smaller sections. And we run it that way. And the, the administration to hold everything together. He says these are the four pillars on which a church must stand but he says if you want to take away uh, one from me he says he will drop the administration first then he will drop the uh, uh, cell system then he will drop if you want to give him only two he will drop the good preaching and then he will leave the prayer only leave me with only the prayer yes and he says it will be enough that same, if I continue praying, it will draw the people to me. He said, I'll sit in a room and pray from the room and call the people from my room. But I can say that in ministry, eh, you can find yourself so busy with the people that you don't even find time to pray. Because it's easy to find yourself running around. Because when people see you running around, they say you are working. When they see you in one place, even if you are praying, they say you are sleeping. So if you are not careful as a preacher, you get the unconscious pressure to move. Start moving. Get, get up. Get up. Get up. What are you doing here? Some people even say that when we become pastors, we stop work. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> what is a pastor's work? A pastor's work is just he's just in the house. Then he preaches some one hour be that's all. But prayer, prayer, the work of prayer is so important and so vital to our lives, our ministries, that we must never give it up. Are you there still? So God is calling us to prayer, Adelaide. God is calling you to prayer, a life of prayer. God is calling us to activate and reactivate our prayer lives where we go to God and pray. Yes. On our own, personal. Let me read some more principles to you because I don't have to explain even so much. There is power in your prayer life. Are you listening to me? Prayer releases power. I tell you. Number four. Prayer is important in acquiring and sustaining the blessings of God. Prayer is important in acquiring and sustaining the blessings of God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7, he says, For who maketh thee to differ from another? And what hast thou that thou didst not receive? Now if thou didst receive it, why dost thou glory as if thou hast not received it? What you have is God-given. What you will get is God-given. So it is God who blesses. It is God who promotes. It is God who promotes. If you don't believe it, I tell you that it is God who promotes. Don't only promotion that establishes you not promotion that you have to be doing all kinds of maneuvers to stay there hey hey prof you believe it yes promotion that came from God is different from the one you worked your way through when you manipulate yes and scheme you vie for promotion and recognition you scheme and you lobby when you arrive at that place you have to continue lobbying scheming moving every pain your way different ah to stay there and that one too is not difficult it's not easy to stay there <laughs> you have you need an upgrade of your maneuvers to continue in that same place but when god promotes you promotion does not come from the east promotion does not come from the west promotion does not come from the south but it comes from above it comes from God. It comes from the Father. And He promotes. And it takes prayer to acquire and maintain and sustain. Yes, the blessing of God. Yes. Mm. In John 3 27, the Bible says, A man can receive nothing except it be given to him from above. John chapter 3, verse 27. A man can receive nothing except it be given to him from above. A man can receive nothing. That is why he says that if you receive it, then why are you boasting? But maybe you don't think you receive it from God. You thought your own intelligence brought you the job. 
You thought your uncle be who knew somebody connected you to the job. You, you, it occurs to you that it is my hard work that has brought me what I have. And through dint of hard work, I am where I am today. But the Bible is saying that what do you have that you didn't receive? What you have, you receive it from God. Yeah. When you have something, God blesses you with something. He gives you the life to enjoy it. He gives you the longevity to enjoy it. He gives you the stability to enjoy it. He gives you the establishment to enjoy it. He gives you the peace of mind to enjoy it. He gives you the health to enjoy it. So when God promotes or God blesses, Jack, it, it is it is the blessing. That is the blessing. And the blessing of God, it maketh rich and addeth no sorrow to it. Somebody is going to receive a blessing that has come from God. Somebody will attract a blessing and sustain a blessing that has come from God. We have to make prayer an important part of our lives. Number five. For prayer to be effective... It must be habitual. <laughs> For prayer to be effective, it has to be what? Habitual. It's something that you have to do. Habitual. Habitual means what? It's a habit. It has become a habit. Yeah. It's not just something that is like, if it comes like maybe some once, some very powerful stirring and some heat be then hey after that you just throw it away but for prayer to be effective it has to be habitual make and form a habit of praying by yourself okay 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 church okay church Pascal is said to have said the strength of a man's virtues is made up of his habitual acts. The strength of a man's virtues eh, is made up of his habitual acts. It's like what he does regularly gives him the strength of his, of his virtues, good behavior, good things. Dostoyevsky Dostoyevsky it's a Russian writer he says the second half of a man's life is made up of the habits he acquired in the first half i mean even if you think about it the second half if you do better second half is better than you did well first half but what you have done in preparation like if you went to school you took school seriously just fooling around, chasing girls, running away from school, not listening to anything, not passing exams, and just laughing at people who learn. There are people who in school, they laugh at people who learn. Yeah. When you are learning, they come and pull your, your book that, hey, we produce that then why? You like learning too much. Joe Sela, Joe Sela, it's too much now. We are all playing. You two go and play some. Then when they finish school, they start begging because they can't get a job. They can't get money. And they start going around the friends who were able to learn and have now got jobs. They are now going to them in their offices and begging for 10 cities and 50 cities. 
when you are telling a young person take your school seriously he'll be laughing he doesn't know what it means because it's all part of your first half of your preparation by the time you are 25 do you see you will see that now most people who started these churches even pastors and so they started their 25 24 25 that's when they started their churches i met a man he's 60 he says he's now starting a church when I, I, I said 60 years we are now going to start I checked my own age I'm also almost 60 and now if I'm now going to start a church like I don't know anybody at all I've come to Santor I'm going to start a church it's quite different from starting from your 25 years and prayer is a good preparation for you it's, it prepares you for tomorrow I tell you I am walking on prayers I've prayed in my teens, in my twenties, in my thirties, in my fifties. Now I'm getting into sixties. Prayers, and I'm going to pray prayers today that I believe will sustain me if God gives me grace in my seventies and my eighties. Yes. Yes. And, and, Thank God that this is our, our year of seed time and harvest. So there are seeds that you must be... Some of us didn't get an opportunity to plant certain seeds in your life in some 10 years, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. You didn't plant any proper seeds, Bia. So there, there's not much you are enjoying. Even let's say we take the Bible. You don't have verses that you have studied and memorized maybe 5 years ago, 10 years ago. But I have verses I memorized when in the in the seventies. I've not forgotten them. I've not forgotten them in my in the seventies. I got born again seventy six. From that time to eighties, eighties, nineties, I have memorized scriptures. They are still in my spirit. So today there are seeds you must plant, and prayer is one of the important seeds of your life. You must plant them. You must plant them and you must make a habit every day. Let's just take a make a good decision and take make a good choice. Between 4 a.m. and 6 a.m. will be the first hour of prayer. Yes, and between 12 and 2 p.m. is the second hour of prayer. And then between 9 and 12 midnight will be the third hour of prayer. So in this church, this is our institution. You are going to pray four to six on your own. Whether there's flow prayer or not. You see, flow prayer is an aid. It's an assistance. It's to help you. And then some people even have a bad attitude towards it that, and then I'm going to work, and I'm going here. And I say, ah, but if you are not going to work, you will not even pray. And you've got a chance for somebody to come to your room and say, let us pray. Nyaha was holier. From today, we are going to take prayer seriously. What do you think? What do you think? Jesus had a habit. He had many habits. The Bible says, as his custom was, Luke 4, 16, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. He had on the Sabbath, as his custom was. In John chapter 18, from verse 1, actually verse 3, John 18.3 He says, when Jesus has spoken these words, he went forth with his disciples 
Okay. John 18. Okay. Verse 1. When Jesus has spoken these words, he went forth with his disciples over the brook Kedron, where was a garden into the which he entered with his disciples. Verse 2. And Judas also which betrayed him knew the place. Why? For Jesus oft times resorted Peter with his disciples. Oft times. He was going to the place of prayer and Judas knew the place. If I want to betray Jesus, I know where to find him. He normally goes here. By this time, you will find him there. He will be with the disciples. There will be no crowd there. Only he and the few disciples, we can arrest him. We must have a habit. Something you do consistently without, without thinking. You see, if you have to think about it, if, you, if things have to work or you have to have a good feeling, you will never do it. Maybe that's why the Muslims is here five times every this time to this time we pray. You just kneel down. You just kneel down. Whether you feel it or not, whether you have money or not, whether you are you are in trouble or not, whether you are rich or not, whether business is good or not, this hour we pray. Just do it. How many are going to join me in that? Yeah. Set an Oh, You will not pray. Ah. Uh, yes. Ama, <laughs> 4 a.m. You should set an alarm. If by 4 a.m. you have not woken up, by 4:15, 4:30, between the hours of 4 and 6 there, you should be awake praying. If you go to work, you leave home by 6. There are people who must leave home by 6:04. If you leave home 6:05, you be you go to work. Maybe <laughs> it will take you two hours to get to work. But if you leave before 6:04, 6:03, you are okay. It means that between the four to six, you must pray, wash your bath yourself before set an alarm. Set an alarm. Look, even an angel can tap you like I have felt many times the Lord calling me to pray. Sometimes I can just wake up. When I wake up, I said, No, this waking up is not a normal wake up. Yes. How many have felt something like that before? But you see, when they call you like that, you will not even get that. Oh, my body is not feeling good. I want to sleep a bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you say, oh, maybe my wee-wee is coming. That's why I was woken up. And then you go and sit on the thing and continue your sleep there for some time. And the wee-wee too is not coming. It's not telling you. You are not, you are not seeing it as a wake-up call to prayer. So I'm telling you that without thinking, four to six, let us, everybody, it is your institution. If there's flow prayer, or well, and if there's no flow prayer, that's your prayer time. Twelve to one, uh, twelve to two, you must find time during your lunch break and use part of the lunch break must be your prayer time. Even if it's 10 minutes, even if it's 15 minutes, you must pray. I go to the, when I was at VRA, I used to go to the washroom and lock myself there for 20 minutes, sometimes 30 minutes, just to pray. Uh, sometimes you hear something, bang, 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 bang. Say, ah, who is there who cannot come out? What are you giving birth to? <laughs> I'm giving birth to churches. I'm giving birth to a future ministry. I'm giving birth to a future life. I'm giving birth to something you cannot give me. And train our children 
In this house we pray. In this, uh, uh, as Christians we pray. Hey! Christians are busy, so busy they cannot pray. Let me give you one more and then I close. And the, the rest, okay, two. Number six, prayer must continue both in troubled times and in times of peace. Yes. That's why he says, Daniel, as he did a fourth time, there was no trouble. He was praying. Even when trouble was coming, he continued to pray. If you have a friend who is always coming to you when he's in trouble, do you think you like such a person? Huh? He's coming to you when he's in trouble. He's coming to you when he needs something. When you get his call, now you know that, oh, it's another request. Jack, and that's when we know. Today too is not good, oh, fact. It's not easy for me, you know. I, I know that I shouldn't be asking, you know. I know I, I keep coming, but honestly, just this once is not bad. Please, help me, help me. Then when you help, it will finish. And the person will come again. So the next time you, you, you get the person's call, then you tell yourself that I'm just doing something, I'll call you back. Then you turn it off. Because when somebody is always coming to you, I need this, I need this. I need... Sometimes prayer, I'm going to show you different things you should pray about. You see, prayer is not only when you need something. That's why sometimes when you feel you don't have a particular need, there's no need to pray. You are not sick. You don't need a job. Um, you have a car you have a house you are married you have children they are okay in school uh, your promotion they've even written the letter that oh you know you are due you know in a couple of weeks you'll be going into another office when we say we are having convention you will not appear because Convention is for people who need a husband, they need a wife, they need a visa, they need something, they need to travel somewhere, they need some car, they need a ha- something. That's why they are coming. Because as for me, I don't, I don't need any husband. Even when they say, you know, receive it, say, ah, receive what? Car they have. Even I'm changing it next week. Then uh, they say, you'll be going abroad. Ah, abroad, we've gone. Uh, is it today that we are going? But prayer is not only for abroad. It's not only for car. It's not only for wife. It's not only for children. Prayer is for fellowshipping with God. Yes. Talk to me and I talk to you. Fellowship. And most of us relate with, with God only on the basis of what I need. Lord, give me. Lord, bless me. Lord, help me. Lord, I need. Lord, if you, if you don't do, I'm, I'm finished. Lord, come. Lord, go. Lord, do something. Do something new. You've been doing things, but now we want new ones. <laughs> Lord, my children, let them be first. Oh, let them be first. This, my child, has never been first. Lord, he's always around fifth, sixth, seventh, fifth, sixth, seventh. My neighbors, their children are first, 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 first. They are always getting prizes. Lord, what about me? When will my child get a prize? When will I also sing? Imbile, Imbile, Agatha, 
Himbile. It's like my child has got a prize in English, prize in French, prize in tree, prize in uh, maths, best overall best. This one is very nice. I've not got some before. Lord, do it for me. That's not how we relate with God. You will not pray if that's your mind. Prayer is there's a portion of prayer which is just a fellowship and a relationship with God. It's a ministry to the Lord. Is that he's found people who like him and who are coming. They are they are not even how to talk to him, even is also another ball game altogether. And we are going to go through that. God will help you. And finally, for today, principle number seven is every okay. Let me just give you this other one because I may not come back to you with this point again. Which one should I give you? Seven, eight, or nine? Or ten? Everyone must develop the ability and the formula for praying four times a day. Four times. I've given you three, three of them. Morning, four to six. Afternoon, twelve to two. Evening, nine to twelve. Have you got that? And then the fourth one is all the time. Bible says pray at all times. Pray at all times. So sometimes you can just be praying along the road. It's like a snack. Prayer snack. Prayer snack. And it will be a blessing for your life. No matter what is happening in your life, make a habit of praying. So what's number one? Point number one is what? Prayer is very important. Principle number two is what? I cannot hear you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Too stressed. It's also inside. <laughs> I'm very stressed. You know, the stress is a lot. And in fact, I'm not <laughs> the pressure, pressure system. Now you're tight. Even when you are stressed, you must still the habit there. It's not something we change. Because no matter how stressed you are, you still find time to eat at least. Yes, stress into me to me. Did over here now? That's watchy. Yes, I've lost appetite. Until only watch I'm able to eat. <laughs> I've lost appetite. And I'm not able to eat fufu and light soup. It's just yam and palava sauce. Number four is what? Number three is prayer is the source of our power and protection, isn't it? Number four is prayer is important in acquiring and sustaining the blessings of God. Number five is what? It must be habitual. And then which number is what? Number six is what? It must continue both in troubled times and in times of peace. And then finally, 
and ability and formula for praying four times and i've helped you with three of them one is what four to six twelve to two And if you're a pastor, that's not this is not this one is for congregational. If you're a pastor, your own is different. Also, for the three hours when you are praying three hours with Bible studies and worship, you are on. You cannot be following church members as they are praying 30 minutes, 15 minutes, then you are also praying 30 minutes. One hour I say you have set a record. <laughs> So may God help us and bless us. So this week is your private prayers where you are going to pray consistently every every one of the hours of prayer. Try and make at least one hour, 30 minutes minimum. You are praying within those hours of prayer. Do you see? Every day. Do you think you can follow that? Yeah. It, it, that, you don't have to have a good feeling that's what I'm trying no not even a good feeling just say that they say we should pray from here to here I don't think Muslims have a good feeling or there's a special move of Allah do you see or like a very special Ramadan pro, uh, proclamation no before Ramadan has come they are praying five times and you say you are a Christian your life is changing from today your life is changing from today. Give me number one again. I can't hear you. Number two. I like that one, so I want you to repeat it. Uh huh. Yes. Uh huh. Huh? Yeah, the almost there. No one is what? ever too busy too blessed too endowed too elevated too stressed or too successful to pray we have put the stress you can put a stress inside insert in the insertion insert stress nobody including bishops including reverends including lady pastors including lecturers Including doctors, including basenta leaders, including members who are looking for wives and members who are looking for husbands. Hey! Two, 12 to 2 p.m. every afternoon, spend some time praying. Yes. Actually, the psalmist says, Morning and evening and at noon will I pray and cry aloud. He shall hear my voice. Morning and evening and at noon. So the three are all, because of the song arrangement, that's why I put the noon at the end. Because he can morning and noon and evening. It doesn't fit well. So morning and evening and at noon will I pray and cry aloud. He shall hear my... God will hear your voice. And God will listen to your prayers. 
every day of your life all your prayers will be heard by God nobody is too busy too endowed too too blessed too stressed too elevated and too successful to pray may God help his church to be more and more prayerful in Jesus name Father bless us and help us help us to serve you in prayers help us to serve you with fastings help us to serve you elevated doing your will no matter the promotion that comes may we still serve you in prayers in the name of Jesus the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus let prayers be revived in our lives revive prayer in our lives revive prayer in our midst in the name of Jesus help us oh God help us oh Father help us to serve you with prayers and fastings in Jesus mighty name Amen as every head is bowed every eye closed somebody you are here Maybe somebody invited you, but you are not a born-again Christian. I want to pray for you. Wherever you are, lift up your right hand. Let me pray for you. Somebody invited you. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be born again. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. I want to serve you with my life. If you have lifted your hand, come to me right in front here. Lift up your hands. Let's pray together. Lift your hands, those of you in front of you. Say after me, Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. Please forgive me for all my sins and wash me with your precious blood. From today, I will serve you. I will follow you. For the rest of my days, I will serve you. You are my Lord. Please write my name in the book of life. I'm yours forever. Amen. It's time for communion. Take out your elements. Take it. This is my body, which is broken for you. Body was broken for us. As you partake of it. Whatever is broken in your life, let it be mended. Whatever is destroyed in your life, let it be corrected. May the Lord heal and deliver in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. The body of Jesus Christ. This is the blood of Jesus that was shed for us. 
washing us from all our sins washing us from all our mistakes our iniquities our shortcomings our failings oh mighty God thank you for the blood that was shed for us blood that washes us blood that cleanses us blood that restores us we receive it Lord in Jesus name the blood of Jesus your hand stand to your feet and receive the blessing every sickness in your body is healed whatever shortens life is taken out of your body whatever killed your father will not kill you whatever killed your mother it will not kill you whatever killed your friend at your same age God is delivering you from it you will not suffer from a debilitating disease that takes away your life slowly. May God heal you and bless you. The protection of God is also your portion. May He protect you and deliver you from every attacker. May you never come under the power of even one man. May you never come under the power of even one armed man. In the mighty name of Jesus safeties of the Lord. May God cover you all that you have, your children, your possessions, your relatives and deliver you from evil. May you never come into a sudden financial crisis, a sudden financial outlay and planned expenses that take away your earnings and planned expenses that have no benefit to you. May God deliver you from such a financial collapse in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Clap your hands. We have no doubt that you have received a blessing from the Word of God preached by Bishop Eddie Addy. Do join either of our Victory Secret Services from the Macarius Church Headquarters, East Egon Hills, Accra, this and every Sunday at 7.30am and 10.30am. Connect with Bishop Eddie Addy on Facebook Live, YouTube, Instagram and Twitter. God bless you and lead you in a series of victories.